Welcome to the Denim and Pearls Podcast. Business casual conversation laced with pearls of wisdom. Casual, authentic, unscripted dialogue about life, work, and entrepreneurship with the perfect blend of laughter and seriousness. Pull up a chair, kick back, and lean in as we welcome your hosts, Michelle Moross and Brian Swanson. you drive through the cows or walking past you. Mm, it looks like they do that around here too. Yeah. <laughs> parking. Parking. There's a dog coming up to see us. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the porch. <laughs> My name is Michelle Moross. And I'm Brian Swanson. We are Denim and Pearls. We are Business Casual. With Pearls of Wisdom. From the porch. <laughs> this is really the porch too today. We are, we are actually at a ranch in Westcliff and we- Westcliff where? Oh, Westcliff, Colorado. I thought it was BFE. No. It's not Colorado. <laughs> we are out in the middle of Nowhereville. And it's phenomenal. It is. It's awesome. So if you watch some of our clips, we'll have pictures and things that we'll show around the ranch so you can see where we are. But right. we want to welcome the lady, the woman of the show. Wow, I thought you were going to do our commercials first. You want to do our commercials? Go. Okay, thank you so much for our sponsors. We have Ink 182. That's Ink182.com. They do all of the swag and embroidery needs. Well, actually more of the embroidery and screen printing needs. Yep. And then we have... A2 Promos, that's A2Promos.com. They do all of our swag needs. So if you want to put something on a bag, on a, on, a, on a cozy, you name it, they can do it. Then we have EuropeanHeels.com forward slash discount forward slash Marcel, where mm -hmm. I wear all of those crazy fancy heels I like to wear from Europe. That's where you want to go. And then we also have... Embellished Butterfly. Embellished Butterfly. Thank you so much for doing that. EmbellishedButterfly.com, where uh, my swaggy cup, you know, the one with all the sparkles that I like to use, they do all the bling you can ever possibly need. And then our mid-roll sponsor is? iBuildSEO. iBuildSEO.com. And you'll learn more about them at the mid-roll. Now, Brian, how can they find us? How can they find us? They can find us at DenimAndPearlsLive.com. Or, of course, you can find Denim and Pearls at Facebook and all your other social media needs, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. But of course, so, find us on all of our podcasts. Yes. So just go to any of your favorite podcast places and you will find Denim and Pearls. Look for that little cartoon figure of the two of us together and you've got us. Now, do we want to move us into anime? We're kind of an anime. Kind but of. No, not anime. Sort of. So, anyways, we so get to we welcome here? someone to the porch. I'm why so are excited. We here, though? Why are we here? Yes. Well, one of my authors from Hold My Crown. Jennifer Myers invited us out to Westcliff to meet this incredible lady that she is working with. And she's like, you've got to interview her. You talk to business owners, you talk to entrepreneurs. She is it, you need to meet her. And so we're here. We drove out to Westcliff, Colorado to meet Elin. 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 I keep trying to call her frozen. So I mean, I need to stop that. Well, the neat thing of it is, is part of what she does, she runs the ranch out here. And of course there's, there's cattle, there are horses. Um, it's also kind of a dude ranch, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, camera knows I'm looking at you. But um, kind of like a dude ranch and stuff, but it's a female-owned dude ranch. You don't see a whole lot of that. And mm -hmm. that's what I think really makes this special because not only is she running the ranch, but she's also an entrepreneur at this point. And she's awesome. Wait till you hear her stories. So, welcome, 
Elon! Elon to the porch! <laughs> Welcome to your porch! Yeah! yeah. Thank you, thank you for it's being outstanding, here. Outstanding, outstanding, outstanding. So cool that this could happen. I know, and it happened perfect, perfect timing. We had yeah. a, a book signing, and she's out here, and we came out, and we'll show, you'll see pictures in the thread, but when you come to this ranch, there's a sign that says, you know, slow down. No return from here. <laughs> enjoy the view. And we'll share that view with you because we did take some well, pictures if, of it. Well, I think the camera's actually catching some of it back behind us. They might pick up a you little bit of that You might see a little bit of, bit of it. There. Now, what's the name of your ranch? Music Meadows. Music Meadows, right up my alley. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of curious. Where did that name come from? Yeah, good question. So this was when my parents bought the ranch in 1968 from the Beck family, who were old timers, uh, Settlers mm -hmm. that came back right. in the late homesteaders. So homesteaders. it wasn't Bach, it was Beck. Yeah, it was Beck. <laughs> it, was, it was not Bach. I'm trying to get so the music Beck. thing in here. So we're getting the music. So when my parents bought it in 1968, this place was known as the Beck Place. Like okay. everybody would say, that's the Beck Place. My parents, of course, wanted to name it to be for their time of owning it. Music Pass is a very well known pass right up in the mountains here mm -hmm. that people love to hike up. Okay. And I actually need to get the history of like who actually named music pass and what inspired them mm -hmm. but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that if you're quiet and still in this environment um you will hear all of those sounds of music as i, right. I well i did that when we <laughs> came in that as we came, as we came yes. over the hill i went the hills are alive <laughs> there you are the sound of music so, so it's true there's a creek running right through you can't see the well the water did start running a little bit the other day we're excited but there's a creek running through you got all the birds you got the breeze the wind and whatever um you hear coyote chipping in the evening you hear a cow bawling over there and the horse whinnying anyway it's all it's all music but you got to be still and be quiet to hear it and so my parents decided to tag team mm -hmm. uh, Music Pass, Music Meadows, because this is the furthest ranch south before you hit National Forest. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's why they gave us the directions. When you think you're leaving the state, <laughs> you're in the right place. <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy. And, and it just, it amazes me. And I, I'm a city boy. I was raised in the city, but I had some experience with you know, the country, the lakes, the different things like that, hunting, fishing, what have you. I've had those experiences, but it's always fun to come out here in the middle of nowhere. And I, and I say that literally at this point, because it's always fun to imagine if I was running through on a Conestoga wagon and, you know, coming up against the mountains and going, do I really want to go past there? And I think that's a lot of how our towns and stuff are built because people like me say, yeah, no, I'm not going over that mountain. <laughs> You're this, good enough. You're right. Good enough. This is a great space right here. I've got a river running through it. I've got all of this stuff, and I think it's a great place. So um, I think one of the questions we want to ask or talk about is the fact of your entrepreneurship. What made you – did you just kind of fall into entrepreneurship, or did we just put a title on what, what you do, or how how's that, how'd that come about? Mm, so uh, what did they say? That necessity is the mother of all uh, inventions. inventions. Yep. Or sometimes necessity can be the mother of like what you do next, uh -huh. right? So I, I obviously I think people are hardwired for certain things. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a life is a lot harder if you go against your hardwiring. Mm -hmm. And so I think I I was always hardwired for a love of the land, love of the of agriculture specifically, mm -hmm. cattle, horses, the land. That's always tripped my trigger, um, but. 
what's happened in agriculture since my parents were raising our family in eastern Colorado and six of us kids and mm-hmm. made a very he, you know they worked hard and he he was smart and he did he did great but doing the exact same thing that my dad did in the time frame in which I'm an adult and living you don't get the same results because um, y'all are familiar with inflation but when you're in agriculture it's like times a hundred yeah right. because Especially now yeah because like the unit you sell like if it's cattle uh, like say in 1940, maybe it took three steers out of your herd to buy a new F-150 Ford pickup, and then maybe like today it takes like 60 or 70. Wow! Wow! That's a big difference. Yeah. And so, you would think with the higher prices of cattle, that it would be at least the, the same, same. Mm-hmm. if not less. But because of the high price, <laughs> the price of the cattle didn't go up at the price of the car <laughs> or the right. truck. And every input that you put into raising that cat, the cattle has gone exponential. So in other words, you know, the fuel, the, uh, all the transport, uh, the, right. den- the dentist, the, the, you know, just the basic stuff. Right. So anyway, so that's the reality I found myself in. And I was, um, <sighs> we were just trying to do more on a, and you know, on very narrow margins. And I had a degree from, uh, animal science degree from CSU, but I, Partway in, realized I should have been in ag business, not animal science. And then I was like, ah. And so I took all the ag business classes I could. And I remembered in the mid-1995, like and I was just seeing no future in this work, 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 work. Get, you know, yeah, you lease the next ranch over and you get bigger, bigger, bigger. But you're not making anything more. All your inputs go up too. And I was right. tired of not having cash, being in debt. And um, married at the time, four little kids. But uh, I thought... Hmm. Wonder if we went directly to the dinner plate with the type of beef that people are saying they want because our industry, our Cattlemen's Association, was basically saying you consumer don't you don't know what you're you're wrong. Hormones, antibiotics, all that uh, aren't bad. Uh, eat it the way we raise it, and they weren't willing to address. They weren't willing to address consumer di- discontent, mm-hmm. consumer need. And I looked at what was going on and I thought, well, gosh, you know, hmm, that's kind of a losing battle. And perception is reality. So why, why not like... Put that down in the quote book. <laughs> raise, raise what they're asking for, go straight to the consumer and vertically, right? I learned in college, you can vertically integrate. And um, maybe we could make enough money to have a decent living without working like maniacs. So that's work where it smarter, yeah, not trying harder. Yeah, smarter, not harder. So that's what kicked it off is that was my brain, my process mm-hmm. is what we're doing is there's, it's not working. That is the entrepreneurial mind. She saw a problem. She adjusted. She looked at everything else and said, this is the end goal I want. This is what we're going to have to do. They adjusted. Right. And that's the entrepreneurial mind. And that's why businesses that fail don't have that onset of, Okay, this is what's happening in the market. I don't care what these people are saying. This is what I'm seeing. Shift. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> that part went well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you are now producing beef that is grass-fed. Yeah, and, and furthermore, these terms have been butchered by, no pun intended, the terms have been butchered <laughs> by the industry uh, to where they don't mean a whole lot anymore. So we, we, we are very particular to say our beef is grass finished. Finished. 100% grass finished. 
So for people who care about that, and mm -hmm. not everybody's our, our customer, mm -hmm. and that's fine, but for people who care about that, they know that we're not playing with terms and saying, for example, some places might have a pasture where the cattle are. And, Technically, they do eat grass sometimes. And, and they have feeders out there, and the, the cattle come and go to the, the same feed, the corn and all that, that the people don't want their animals to have eaten. They want them finished on the grass because it changes the chemistry of the meat, and they want that chemistry. Right. They want that omega-3s and the, all the terms that I can't think of at this right. <laughs> Well, but, my, my, you know, from my experience, you have these labels, but you can also, as a consumer who knows nothing about beef, you can actually tell a flavor difference. Yes. Oh. I mean, you really can tell. Um, in fact, I was a little taken aback when a friend of mine was raising um, pigs for a little while. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, you need to have one of these pigs. And I'm like, sure, great. That makes sense to me. You know, I know it's all natural. I know there's blah, 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 blah. And then I ate the meat and went, oh, oh this is God. not what I'm used to. Yeah. You it's know, huge. It, we're not used yeah. to it. I mean, there's even people out there that think that their beef and their pork come from the grocery store, yeah. plain and simple. But you're the beginning of the process here for the, you know, for not the technicalities, but the beginning of the process now. Yes. Which is interesting. And to what you said, it occurred to me in 1995 when I started this that people did not even know as a rule what good beef tasted like anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not totally dissing the whole beef industry. It's good, better, best. So it's, okay, good, better, best. Right. But if you have a choice, who of us isn't going to go for the best for our bodies, for our palate, for, right. you know, our peace of mind? Like, well, I mean, it's, it's just like anything else. I mean, you if, if you like a fine wine, yeah. you don't go for the $1.98 bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, some and, people might, but... Well, and that's one of the things I learned living overseas. I, I, grew, I was in Europe for a very long time. And so when I was eating out there when my babies were being born and things like that, when we came back to America, I had great difficulty with the food shift because I could taste it. Yeah. So not everyone can taste that change, but for being there for five years to five and a half years, I came back and went, yeah. something tastes wrong. And I mean, I remember for a while there, I didn't know what to do because everything tasted wrong. Yeah, the chicken tasted wrong. The yeah. beef tasted wrong. I'm yeah. like, maybe I'm a vegetarian. I mean, it was really bizarre because I didn't know what was going on. It was because... Over there, everything was very regulated that they didn't have a lot of chemicals in their food. And mm -hmm. I was having real food. Right. Mm -hmm. And now we found you. No, I, I do want to I do want to ask a question. I kind of alluded to it in the introduction. How how is it for you as a woman in what I would consider probably a man's world? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, as an entrepreneur, that's one thing because that's a mindset. But you're working in the cattle and the horses and different things like that, which is I think historically has been a man's world. So how do you how, how do you think you've done through that? Have you had any trials and tribulations when it comes to just why is there a woman on a ranch? Yeah, great question. And the, you might think my answer is a little bit surprising, but Well, I know uh, you grew up out here too. So I, I, that's a piece of it, but what? Yeah, but no, but even beyond that, uh, cuz I look around at you know, I grew up in small town, eastern Colorado, and mm -hmm. farming and ag. My parents came from that. You know, in uh, they they're the sons and daughters of pioneers who came to Southwest Kansas and Dodge City and that area. Right. Anyway, uh, what I can tell you about that is is that in the West, and my I have a 
cousin who she and her husband are publishers also fulcrum publishing up in oh. denver oh cool yeah she, she, anyway they i gotta get the name of the book for you but anyway <laughs> they they did a, a piece that really uh dug into and the in the west interestingly for far as uh women's suffrage and and treatment of women and how women were viewed and in uh, men's the men's thing, the the West was so far advanced beyond what it was in the East. Much like there wasn't near as much uh, discrimination against the the blacks and the, the other people in those day, in that day. That wasn't nearly as much of it in the West because they were we were workers. Because, Everyone was working together well, because, to live. Because people people saw people as people, and men men saw women as equal partners. Because they, everybody knew they depended completely on each other and they weren't going to, and the women oftentimes outlived the men. There right. are so many women who ended up owning these vast, vast ranching empires who ran them, like completely ran them on their own after their husband had passed away and they were respected mm -hmm. and everything. And so well, I think well, I, in the it's... West, in the West, the culture in agriculture mm -hmm. is just, a lot more um, equitable yeah, or yeah. accepting or whatever. And well, I, I kind of picture some of it too. And I, sorry for the interruption, okay. but I picture it too because a lot of times the woman stayed home, ran the ranch while the husband went off and did something either. else. Whether, you know, if you look at the old movies, they went off to Dodge City or they went off to Colorado Springs or they went off here and there. So, and that wasn't a short trip. You didn't just jump jump in a car and go for three hours, and you're in Kansas. Right. You got on a horse, and it took you how many weeks or months to do it. So yes, the 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 wife had to take care of that, the kids, the whole nine yards. No, you're absolutely right. And so that element of it is still there. So yes, I would say, like when I would go to cattle sales, and like for my dad of. Uh, when he was still living and we were buying a lot of yearlings and I was taking care of all that business. What's a yearling? I was going to say, what's a yearling? <laughs> <laughs> you caught me off on a what's word. A, what's a yearling? <laughs> that would be a calf that's weaned off of its mother and it's about a year old. And, oh. and my dad's business was to purchase those from other ranchers who raised them for birth. So that would be a cow-calf operation. My dad bought the yearlings that those guys sold and he grew them out in the summers and put to her... To, 250 to 300 pounds on those cattle and then turn around and sold them at a profit to the feedlots which then finished them out on the grain okay wow. okay so there's all these segments my goodness right. yeah so complicated so anyway hey we're learning things we are i i, I honestly didn't know what a yearling was I, yeah. and i've been around a bit well i knew what a yearling was because my friend's parents owned a, a, a dairy farm okay okay sure but I they, think they you know. know. <laughs> but, I was yeah, helping you out. So I would go to the cattle sales and uh, go look at, decide which ones to buy, have to know how much to spend, and when to stop bidding, when to bid more, and then, right. you know, do all the logistics and line all that up. And so, yeah, I was doing all that. And, yeah, I think I felt, uh, I felt a little, I probably, yeah, struggled with a little bit of, uh, Sometimes I think maybe a little bit of like I'm kind of being watched or you know I'm kind of being like I'm strange there <laughs> Like it's not there right, like right. There aren't really by any other women like doing that at that particular sale on that particular day <laughs> So how many how many acres do you have out here? Uh, 3,800 acres 3,800 yeah, that's a that's a lot and how much cattle do you have? 
So we stock it in the summers mostly. So mm -hmm. the cattle aren't here year round. Most of them are not here year round. So it, makes it me, varies. Makes me think of a fishing pond. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It kind of is. They're stocking the yeah, yeah, stocking the ranch. So it, it, it varies a lot. And so what uh, when you 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 all probably know farmers and ranchers are very um, uh, focused on the weather, mm -hmm. more so than all everybody else. Well, it's because the stocking capacity of the ranch um, is directly correlated to the to the moisture levels. Oh, here especially because we have the mountains and the the snowpack makes the creeks run, and the creeks give us the water to irrigate the meadows. And if we can't irrigate the meadows. The stocking rate goes to probably thirty percent of what it would be. Wow! Wow! We just learned a lot there. Did you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you'll have to rewind to go back and pick mm. up all of that. Uh, my next question: How many? I guess I would say employees, but out here you would say hands, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have hands. here? Uh, I mean, because you can't you can't herd the herd the cattle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the right terminology, is it? That's cats. Uh, you herd cattle. You heard okay. cattle. Okay, okay. And, and you know, in, in the you know, in, in the city, they heard cats. That's okay, there you go. Really so, big cats. So I mean, cats you can't do there. this all by yourself. No. There's no, no way. No, 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 no. So no. as mm -hmm. as an owner, as an entrepreneur, you, uh, I'm presuming you have to have employees. As well. So, so the summer, na the, the nature of the ranch being for the livestock, primarily summer uh, mm -hmm. based. You know, uh, we. Uh, I have part-time, I have actually part-time ranch help to help with irrigating, fencing, mm -hmm. um, you know, get, getting all those kind of technical work in, done in place. And then, and then you kind of fall into the routine of moving to cattle to fresh pasture. Well, that's where the guest ranch comes in because we have our guests with our guides who actually help with the pasture, rotating the cattle onto fresh grass. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So cool. That is awesome. I mean, that's utilizing that's utilizing your resources. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. Well, what's that. also really exciting is we're in her house that they used in the summer when she was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a this lot of really memories neat. here. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Definitely neat. And you all see the hats. I think everybody gets one, right? Yes. <laughs> they get issued a hat when they come out here. They they can try them on until they find one that fits. Well, <laughs> and, I, and just to give you a heads up. We had to make sure we were wearing boots because we got brought into the barn. <laughs> and I hope it's so cool. He was wearing tennis shoes. That's pretty funny to me. <laughs> City boy. We're grateful it's muddy right now. <laughs> grateful? Yes, because yeah, of moisture. Why? Well, what we oh, just talked about. Oh, moisture. For, the, for that? Okay, we need okay. water. I thought you were talking about so I could walk through the mud. <laughs> You were grateful I could walk through the mud no, in the horsey. But we needed we need the moisture. And see, that's why it's so important. We we I always talk about people who say, Oh my gosh, it's raining again. I do, yay, it's raining again. Because people like you in your industry need it. And it comes down to us. Mm -hmm. It comes to those of us who are consuming. We need them to have the moisture so we can keep the down. <laughs> For those of us who are meat eaters, just that's saying. right. That's yeah, right. There are some people who don't eat meat. Which okay. is totally cool, too. Yeah. So we are going to break for commercial right now. Oh, I think we're probably past that. I know, but I want to break for it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll piece it together, right? Uh, sure. Because I don't know what time it is. Well, I we, don't either. We're going to have to figure it out. We just realizes none of us are wearing a watch. <laughs> no. Oh, I've and already, yeah, my, my internal brain says we're at about 24 minutes. I think so, too. I think we're at a good 30. So lead but, us into the commercial, and then I'll get up. Okay, because what I also want to make sure we do is we never asked her full name and the name of her business. 
Oh, okay. There you go. We kind of just skipped that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll be right back after this commercial. Thank you for joining us on the porch. We share the nuances and lessons we've garnered from throughout our combined 40 years of life experiences. Talk from the porch is always serious, but full of laughter. And we're glad you're here with us. Like, share with a friend, and please subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. And remember, join the conversation every Friday at noon Mountain Time. We'll see you on the porch. And we're back. My name is Michelle Moraz. <laughs> and I'm Brian Swanson. We are Denim and Pearls. We are business casual. With pearls of wisdom. From the porch. And we have a guest here today, and we failed to ask her her full name. <laughs> Details, well, right? Maybe, maybe she don't want folks to know who she is. Uh, we, no, you want to know her. Okay. It's okay. If you only remember that it's Elon, and if I answer the phone when you call, you'll go, oh, I saw you. I'm you're Elon. So Elon, <laughs> Elon Parker, that's my given name, and my uh, married name is Ganshaw. Elon Parker, Parker Ganshaw. And they can, now, you were just talking about the meat and the ranch and things like that, and I asked you off camera, uh, can we get a cow? <laughs> <laughs> and what are you going to do with it? You don't have room in your backyard. No, I want to eat the cow. <laughs> oh. So, get <laughs> You were talking about I'm it. I'm looking at you picture in your backyard going, no, it's not going to fit. Yes, it will. <laughs> It'll fit at the cabin. So do you, you have a program or something like that, right? We do. So what we is do. that? What is it's that work? Called, well, our company is called Sangre's Best. Sangre's Best. And you pre-order your beef for fall delivery. Yeah. So, right cool. so what are you doing? Are you, are you ordering a calf and then saying you, Growing then it you up. raised it and then I get, I get my meat later? Yes. So basically you put a deposit down for however much of that you want. So there's eight boxes for every beef animal eight boxes that are one-eighth beef units. So if you need 50 pounds of beef, you order an eighth. If you need 100 pounds of meat, you order a quarter. If you need more, you order a half. And we have a community coordinator program that's fabulous where you can pay the lowest price and tell your friends and family about it, and, and we make it super easy. Sangrea's best. We will write that? that down. How do you spell So that? it's S-A-N-G-R-E-S. Like a wine. Sangrea. Yes. Yes. Not sangria. 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 Because these, these mountains, these There's mountains, wine that goes with beef, I agree. Okay. Sangria mountains, mountains. are called the Sangres. Sangres Mountains. Uh-huh. So Sangrea's best. And we'll put that in the type so that you can actually get that. And then go to Sangrea's, Sangrea's bestcom best. And you can look in, find out if you can purchase a cow as she right. grows it up. And then you and your friends can... Get a, a box of a barbecue. <laughs> I love this. I'm sorry. I think a this is the coolest thing. Don't worry, honey. I bought you a cow for Christmas. Don't worry. It's coming later. Yeah, but there's no bacon. That that's a wrong animal. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I can tell you where to get that too. City boy. Oh. Good. So sangreasbest.com. And now we are in a cabin. Mm-hmm. We're in a cabin. And I was talking to I'm gonna kill your name. Elon. Elon. <laughs> I keep trying to call you something else. So I was like, Elon. I can see. Like Elon Musk. Squealin' Elon. Squealin' Elon. There you My go. My dad. Squealin' Elon. That's what your dad called you. But <laughs> Elon has this cabin, and I was talking to her about having a retreat, because I would like to bring a whole bunch of women together or men together and have a retreat. She says, "I've got a place. We're in it. 
Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about having a retreat and some like a private group of people that are willing to share bathrooms, <laughs> because this is a tight knit place, okay? And what it's beautiful. You've got the ranch, you've got the horses, and she's got, oh yeah, she's got horses. She's got a picture of horse too. But oh. <laughs> and she's got all these different programs. And I'm about to ask her, okay? So don't mind. I'm I'm, I'm blabbling, but uh -huh. I'm exciting about. I'm excited about it because she shared with us one of the things. Have you seen? It was a Billy Crystal movie where they all went out on horses. And do, do you know what this movie? You know the I movie, can't right? I remember the name of it. After City. City Slickers. City Slickers. Uh -huh. Have you ever wanted to have one of those experiences? Screaming Elin. Tell us more about that. <laughs> there you go. So it's funny because the way that, the, on the entrepreneur side, the way that got kicked off is uh, after the movie City Slickers came out, which was sometime there in the early 90s. Late I think 80s. it was like 83s, mm -hmm. 84. Oh, was it that long? It's yeah, I was in high school. <laughs> well, my friends then saw that there were articles coming out about this ranch and that ranch doing this for the first time, this sort of thing, and creating a venue. And they kept sending me these articles and say, Elon, you should, you know, yeah, you have these friends. You, you should do this. You could do this. You should do this. And I was like, you know, I had my little kids and I just work, pedal down, work, 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 work. I was like, and when in the hell would I do that? <laughs> when will I find the time? What else do I need a new hobby? <laughs> anyway, they pushed me on that. And then that plus the, the fiscal like inadequacy of the ranching. You know, just I was like, how, how can I make more money? So that was the other thing at the same time. And I thought, okay, if I did this, how would I do it? Because I'm not doing this, that, and the other. If they don't like it, I won't have a business. Which is like back of the envelope again, you know. It'll be this and this and this and this. And if they don't like it, then fine. Anyway, everybody. So at that time, it was load the horse in a trailer. And literally, you went off and helped me all day. Oh. Uh, whatever. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people. That's really people, cool when you pay to work. Yes. Hmm. But people loved it. It's so cool. They loved it. And it was a hit. And we got the big. And then my kids, when people saw my kids working, it could, like little kids, they couldn't believe my kids. And then. They got the man. They get the tips, man. I'm telling you, it's that work ethic. Believe my kids. So when they were young and stuff, when we were doing this, so it was amazing. So but are anyway. they still available? Is that still available? So yes. So we've re we've we've expanded it now. You don't have to go all day with me out there. Now it can be a combination of hard work and fun. Coming and staying here, it, we call it gateway to the horse. It's way more than horseback riding. We develop your. Um, we help you. You set goals when you get here, and we help you achieve your goals regarding horsemanship and your vacation. How about that? That's awesome. So Just I, think I, about team building. I think one of the big things that I'm wondering about, and I don't know if our, our viewers out here are wondering the same thing, if you if we were to get involved with this, is it recommended that we like be in tip-top shape to be out here? Or is it something where, yeah, that's not happening, and I can sit back and watch everybody else do it? So, mm. great question. <laughs> great question. So, in our, in our website, as far as our horseback riding goes, we have like big front and center, you know, if your body mass index is over 30, we're recommending horseback riding may not be for you. Um, that said, <laughs> Brian that just looked said, down at himself. <laughs> that said, um, we actually have an alternative. So if there's people in the group who are not going to be able to ride horses for any reason, mm -hmm. for any reason, maybe they're pregnant, maybe they're you know, right. whatever. Um, we also have a team and wagon and there's um, a lot we can do uh with both 
And so you can have a mixed group where, like we've had grandmas bring like their children and their grandchildren. And we, we take the wagon and rendezvous for the picnic out on, the others are out riding. We have a way of, and learning to harness and drive and do stuff. There's things with horses. You don't have to be riding them to really right. benefit from an experience with horses. And okay. the thing about horses is there's a peace about them. And if you have anxiety, I, horses, just being around them, they can feel you. They're just the most incredible animals. And so that's when I got excited about that. I'm like, I might be having a retreat here because I, I love this idea of bringing people together in an unfamiliar place. So if you're looking for a retreat where you are really hmm? not attached to the internet, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my phone's working. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so beautiful about it is when people say retreat and they go into some city place and there's a pool and a cabana boy and everyone's still on their phones doing everything, you are completely taken out of that here. You have the option to internet, but I would pull that plug mm -hmm. if you truly want the experience of being out here and realizing that there is a, a camaraderie of teamwork that must happen to make things happen out here. And that's what you were sharing earlier. There, There's a there's a peace about this place. There is music in the air when you get quiet enough to hear it. Yeah. Truly, truly, it's, it's, not, it's, uh, it's not just your perception. We hear this over and over and over again. People come here, they settle right into this little place here, and they just feel right at peace, right at home. We've had people like with, I know, big shifts in terms of like outlook when they've been here. And we have two of our best amenities, the fire pit mm -hmm. out here with endless wood supply, and the, the, the night sky with the dark skies. This is a dark skies valley. We're the, the darkest part of the whole valley. And that, that um, and then waking up to that sun, sunrise and the, anyway, it's 360 beautiful. degrees here. It's like, uh, I mean, we wouldn't have what we have without everything that the good Lord has done to craft this all, right. all together for us here. So it's a whole new world mm -hmm. and a whole new piece it truly, that many people are not familiar with. It truly is. And just driving into this area, it's God's country. I mean, it's so beautiful and so open, and the sky is so amazing. And I told Brian, uh, we have to be out of here before the sun goes down, because I won't find my way back out. <laughs> I mean, there is no light out here but the stars and the moon. It's beautiful. So check it out. Go to the website, and uh, the Sangrea Sangre's Best, Sangrea's Best for the meat side, and then... Music, music meadows music for if you want to look for the retreat go check out the pictures mm -hmm. go check out this area because there's so much to offer that Elin has here and then I'm so glad that she kept her family land here and that and grew it because that's the entrepreneurial spirit that's the business side that we talk about in Denim and Pearls, yeah. business casual with pearls of wisdom from the porch. She's the walking pearls of wisdom from the porch. And we are literally <laughs> in what used to be a porch. It is <laughs> a porch. Really, it's beautiful. It and, and I just one thing very important to me because yes. I may have my family and sisters who also. So I am part of a family. Yes. We all own the ranch together. So we are, we've got stories to tell about achieving, like putting this in a conservation easement, agreeing on things together operating the ranch i i'm boots on and i lease the ranch and and i'm i'm the the one that wouldn't leave ag alone all the six they, kids they all have other wonderful talents and and everything but anyway and my brother orville so anyway we it is it is a family ranch and um i just happened to get to 
really to be the one on the ground here all the time. So isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I'm sorry, that's just beautiful. <laughs> and I love that it's a family ranch and that you kept it in the family and it's growing to what it is. And it's still growing. I mean, yeah. it's still growing. And she showed us this root cellar back there in, in the very back. I'm going, we're going back there, by the way. I want to see inside of this root cellar. For those of you who have no idea what a root cellar is, my first idea of a root cellar was from the little house in the prairie where they would go out and they would go into another place and the food was stored under the ground. It's a root cellar, <laughs> and I really want to go out there. So, Elin, this is amazing, and and I hope you at least check out the websites and say, oh my gosh, this is awesome, or I need a cow, whatever it is, <laughs> because my husband has no idea what's happening, but I want a cow. Make sure you get a big enough freezer. That will split the neighborhood. We'll all come in together, and we can split up the meat, because can you imagine doing that? That just is the coolest idea. I didn't even know it existed until I moved out to Westcliff. And that is one of the things that the people out here do is they buy a whole cow and they split it, mm -hmm. or they get an entire hog and they split it. And it's something that city folks, Brian, <laughs> have no clue about. And I think it's the most beautiful thing. It's community. There's a lot of community that happens out here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Outstanding. Yes. Who's outstanding? Who's outstanding? Well, somebody's outstanding. Well, not really a field, though. outstanding anymore. It's not a field. No. But anyways, I wish there were more. I wish we could see all the cows, but way out there, there's horses. There's horses. Yeah, lots of yeah. horses. They got the life, don't they? They do. Mm -hmm. And I, I there's love a fake bull out there. That's not a. <laughs> I'll teach you how to catch it. I, I just saw that. That's a roping. It gets a roping. Catch it. Oh, I know how. Oh, I've you been do. There, done that. Oh I may God. not be very good at it because I ain't got no practice. Oh, but I, awesome. I know exactly. Yeah. Like riding a bike. You, you set the horns out there and you throw the rope around its neck. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I just walk right up to it and go like this. <laughs> I think we need to call it into this. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for joining us today. And yes, this is a pre-recorded one because we're out on the ranch where I told you you wouldn't have internet to do this. There's magic to that. Thank you, right. guys. Thank you, thank you. Oh, it was, it's awesome. Anything else you want to add to finish it off? Yes, anything um, we forgot to ask you? No, I. they're really... You know, there's stories forever, but um, basically to, to you all who are dialed in, I just want to uh, let you know, I, I just met these folks. They're fantastic. <laughs> Whatever you think, they're authentic and fantastic, I can tell you. And it took us a while to find you out here, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to let you know that um, everything we do from the production of our beef for you, for whoever wants to eat beef, and also what we do here at the ranch, um, you know, we really just, uh, uh, we just really have a servant's heart, all of us. And I've surrounded my peop myself with people who also have a servant's heart. And, um, you know, it's not a mass-produced thing. None of it's mass-produced or, or based on mass production. It's really one experience at a time, one interaction at a time, and really just try to take care of those relationships. If something doesn't go just right, it's just an opportunity to, to show you that we meant what we said when we guaranteed that beef or when we said, you know, um, whatever, whatever it is that we've claimed. Come on so, out. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Come on out. And All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. And remember, my name is Michelle Moross. And I'm Brian Swanson. We are Denim and Pearls. We are Business Casual. With Pearls of Wisdom. From Not the Proverbial Porch. Adios. <laughs> you say adios, we say peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>
so yeah, I grew up in eastern Colorado, grew up on a farm and ranch, and kind of lived on horses from the time I was very, very young. How many miles over to that big mound over there I see sticking up above the truck? Is this on? Yeah. Um, that would be about, that's about 12 miles. Not bad. She said miles. Did you notice that? Yes. 12, 12 miles. miles. 12 miles. It's 12 miles. Yeah. He's from, yeah, he says mile. I always put an S on everything. Yeah. Properly, it is from? miles. Where are you from? Northern Indiana. Oh, very good. Right on. It's just, I, I did, what, the, what was the one I said the other day? Foot? It's 12 foot? Yeah. <laughs> I talk like that. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. Yeah. When you write it, it's different. But when you're speaking, mm-hmm. it's 14 mile. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to say your full name. Uh, Elon Parker Ganshaw. Elon Parker Ganshaw. And that middle name I took after I divorced and remarried, that is my surname, Parker. So before that, it was Elon Annette Parker. Oh, goodness. That was my given name. Okay, we're going to have you say your name. <laughs> <laughs> now let's see if we got this one recorded. Okay. Let's see how that turned out. <laughs>